This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the number one AOC Wimbledon podcast, the Wombles Had a Dream. My name is Lee Finch, uh, and as ever, I will be joined by Danny Baker. We have a guest coming on tonight, and our guest, or today, depending when you listen, is Graham Stacey, ex-Don's Trust board member. Uh, He'll be coming on and discussing uh, all things Wimbledon. Uh, But first off, let me introduce the one only Danny. Danny, how are we? Good? I'm excellent, mate. We we get a two-week after him, obviously. So, um, that is ridiculous. You get two weeks. I've got, I've got, I had like a a topic brought up, but I'm going to talk about my experience Monday. I did a skydive on Monday, right? Which is an old bet from my brother that when I turned 40, I said, look, he said, what do you want? And I made a long list of, you know, I want to do the 92 and all this sort of stuff. And then I was like, oh, I'll do a skydive. My brother literally two minutes later went, all right, there you go. It's it's paid for. I was like, damn it. So I was kind of pot committed. So anyway, it got called off once. I was in, I was at Bockett's farm. You know, other farms are available, if you like, um, on Sunday. And I thought, oh, it'll definitely get called off. And it didn't. So I got up at half four in the morning, drove down, met some old bloke, and I was just having a chat with him. Anyway, how random is it? I, I bumped into three other AFC Wimbledon fans. How mental is that? But it was what was the reason why I was bringing it up is obviously, first, it was a, a brilliant experience. But the three guys I met were from um, who were representing the Jack Lonergan Foundation. Yeah, which as you know, it blessed Jack who, who passed away after after one of the games, and it was just like it's so annoying. About two or three weeks ago, we had did it, didn't we? Had that episode randomly when you bump into random fans at random places. So non scripted, couldn't believe it. But the guys raised um, raised some money for, for uh, the Jack Lonergan Foundation, which obviously provides music for the schools. So I just wanted to give them a big a big a big up. And I guess my question to you, Liz. What was the most mental thing that you've done of late? Apart from, I mean, Barrow doesn't count. If you went there, that is equally mental on a different tangent. I mean, what made you lose your hair, I guess? Well, mal pattern baldness. It's, yeah, I can't, it's, it's, it's hereditary. 
Is it, is it actually hereditary? It's not like a fashion statement or a process. <laughs> it's definitely not a fashion process. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm, yeah, it's annoying actually because I'm a good looking lad anyway. But with hair, I think yeah, I've yeah, literally, objective. well, there's not, I've never, there's not been a woman I haven't met, met who hasn't fancied me the first time she's met me. Right? Well, well, she, hasn't, she she might like you how you look, but then you sort of start but mentioning Baker's, she, Baker's my, dozens and get that wrong. And my personality you, kicks in. Um, and but the, everyone goes, but, with hair, I think I'd be absolutely mustard. I'd be unstoppable. What What would be your haircut? Would you go for like a a Danny Baker today or a Graham Stacey? <laughs> Neither of them. <laughs> disgusting. Neither, Neither of them. Absolute shambles of haircuts that you two are. Literally, you've got hair and you're going out with that. That is shocking. I'd rather oh, I'm yeah. happy I amble. What did you Have you Are you suing your boat? Who done it? Helen Keller? Like, what's going what? on? <laughs> it's a crack. I, I, I try not to go to the same barber twice because, I, you know, I hate getting my hair cut. You mean Anyways, you don't? What do you mean you don't go to the same barber twice? Wait, sorry. Before we introduce, I, go, no, I just keep moving around them. No, that's ridiculous. You have to go to the same barber. You have to. No, I go. I, I, the I funny thing is, I'm, I'm bald. Guy about something. I just I'm, want to sit there and quietly. I'm bald, and I go to a Turkish barber. All right. Every once a month, I get all shaved off, do the old thing, get my beard nice, trimmed, the hot, the hot towel, the hot towel, and then he gives me a massage. Uh, the one right. I go to, yeah, it's uh, not not one for the missus really. But yeah, not not one of them really. Anyway, two Turkish barbers. Graham looks a bit like a Turkish barber. Shall we? Yeah, he does. Graham, welcome. I don't know how to say welcome in Turkish, but welcome. But thank you, thank you, Matos. People don't know Graham's got what looks like a sensational sort of what was it mid nineties top knot, which is just starting, which it's is the, like Gareth Bale's one week in, isn't it? It's not just starting, it's actually... Ooh. I've had to fold it over. It's the worst know. top knot I've ever seen. As I said, he looks like a lid of a, what you put on a pot and pan. It's unbelievable. It's like As I said, you two are rocking them haircuts, having a go at me for being bald, and I'm like... Yeah, but your beard is an absolute joke. But anyway, I wanted to say, you said about mental things. I've not done anything mental recently, yeah. to be fair. But the people that went to Barrow on Saturday are absolutely oh, mental. I had a couple right. of mates who went up there. Uh, and they said it was grim. They went to a, like a sports bar that looked like ropey as hell. But did you see all the stuff that happened? We tweeted about it because there was all the trains got cancelled. Yeah, I spoke was, to Ollie Lewis I, today. Yeah, Mick Dorr, yeah, I think he stayed up there and he ended up having a bowl of Cocoa Pops or something the next morning and we had to go like literally to breadth and depth for the country to get home. But a couple of my mates, one of them was like, it's so hilarious. One of them's like, oh, we might have to stay in Barrow. And then one of my mates, you but you know, you boat. Yeah, good one. Explain that. As always, you always explain the nickname. Just get on with it quickly. He he messaged him and said, "Why don't you head to Carlisle? It's a better night out." And he's like, "Wait a minute, Carlisle's further away. Why am I going to go further away? I might as well just stay in Barrow." Men, that's a mental shout as well. That's a ridiculous shout. And then one of them said, "Get to Manchester, and then get stuck in Manchester. Stay in Manchester is better than probably staying yeah, in Barrow." That's but the way who to go, who then. says go to Carlisle? He might as well said go go to Inverness. Clown you boat. Have you done it, Graham Barrow? Have you done Barrow away? No, no, I don't go north of kind of London. I'm a home games person. I've done Barrow. Two two. First time we played him up there. We were two nil down, come back to all. My mate Nick threw me on the pitch and broke his thumb as he was doing it on the wall. I think I said this last week and I thought I was going to get chucked out, go all the way to Barrow and get chucked out. And then they throw bags of shit at you, apparently. And we were seeing where's your famous bags of shit. But that oh, didn't happen. No, it didn't happen last. But, well, uh, talk, talking you, about bags of you-know-what, Lee. Yes, mate. Saturday and obviously Accrington. Right. Not exactly the best two games of our season, uh, is it? Well, let's start with Barrow, obviously. It's the officer's choice to start with. Uh, 
I thought we'd done all right. I thought it was a good point away from home. Barrow hadn't lost at home. I think that was the case. We hadn't lost away. Yeah. Uh, good team. I thought Barrow was solid. They could have had a couple of chances. We had a couple of chances. I don't think I don't. Damien. Uh, Damien. Uh, Davison didn't look like he was available, so he might have been no. on paternity leave or something, which is a weird one when he misses did give birth. He played, and then when week later or the weekend he wasn't there. Ali was. You could tell he was knackered from travelling. He was leggy when he Iraq, uh, and I would have rested him, but we got no one else to throw in. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a good point away from home. A nil-nil away at Barrow. As I said, I felt sorry for the people that went up there and saw a nil-nil and not much action. But you take that point all day long. Graham, what did you think, mate? You say you take that point, and you're right. I'd like to see us go for it occasionally and change things up a bit. Uh, but then, you know, that's in the past, that's backfired. So it's it's a tricky one, and uh, I think you'd take the point, yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't the most exciting. No, it was, it was a, one of them games where we kind of, it just seemed to be there are so many games where two teams are nervous. Mm. No one wants to commit to, to go and score a goal to win it. And it was yeah. such a, it was almost like a, we're just going to keep nullifying. We're going to keep nullifying each other. We didn't really have a plan B, which unfortunately is probably our downfall this year. Um, and But it's just annoying because having said all that, Reeves goes one-on-one -on -one at the end. Looks like he's totally either run out of legs or lost his nerve. Um, could have squared it even if he wanted to. Um so I think it was I think it was a good point. I don't think I don't think we did enough to win it. I don't think they did. I, watching it on the telly, it was nowhere near as bad as what people who were there said it was. People who said it there, I think if you had on the journey a nil-nil, the journey back, the game's a shocker. Um, but in terms of watching it, it, it didn't look particularly bad. It, it, it was just um, um, uh, your. We've had some good nil-nils this year. That Man, one, Mansfield. Yeah, this one was a very, very nil-nil-ish game where we kind of didn't really get going. But as as sort of Graham alluded to, we we we're not really getting going anywhere at the moment. And we're kind my, of struggling a bit. My feeling with it as well is the players have gone all the way up there. They don't want to let the two hundred odd fans that have gone up there down. So that's maybe why you don't go at it because you go at it and you get beat three nil. You get spanked away to Barrow. That's like, well, yeah, cheers for the 200 we've made the effort. And as I said, it weren't cheap. I think Don's vlogs tweeted that him and his son went and it cost him £109 just on the train. Do you know what I mean? So you're looking at a £200 Saturday just to go watch Wimbledon draw nil-nil, which you do it and you'll do it again. Most most Wimbledon fans will. As I said, Barrow, I think you do it once and you, you try and not go up there again if you can't <laughs> help it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's... Uh, on paper, the, the, the problem I got with the nil-nil, and as I said, it's a good point, but the problem you got now is that, what, we're, we've drawn nil-nil away to Mansfield, we've drawn nil-nil to Barrow, we what we haven't scored in, or well, before Atkinson, we hadn't scored in, what, four games, or we only scored one goal in yeah. four games, do you know what I mean, and no wins in four now, it's, yeah, it's getting on, again, again a bad run that we seem to be getting ourselves on again, which we need to kind of... I mean, are are lots of draws a bad run, Graham? Do you think is it is that a bad run or is that just you know where football? I mean, I don't know how you whether there is a a definition of a good or a bad run, but are we are we? Would you say that we're on a bad run? Well, I would say it's all relative to last year. Yeah, and yeah, we'd yeah. have been losing these games, and we'd be on a run of three losses: one nil, one nil, one nil, something like that. You know, um, so I totally take it, and I I can see why Johnny Jackson possibly doesn't take the handbrake off because again compared to the results last year he's getting he's he's got to be happy with a point here a point there um rather than risking getting none 
And do you, do you feel that kind of his because of last year, and because of the fact of we're still he's had a good start, but we're kind of finding a way. Do you feel that impacts on his management style? Do you think? Do you think that he would be able to let the hand break off if we were, if he had had a decent year last year, or do you think this is just Johnny Jackson and the way we go? I think I think he's got the handbrake on completely, and I I think that's from from what's happened to him. He must be so nervous, <laughs> you know. There's that what do you call it that that memory that is like muscle memory, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. To a degree, even though he's got better players and you're getting better results, um, it's so some of these fine margins, and you think three one nils, and people are asking questions about him, and he he knows that, and we sort of said ten games, didn't we? Or everyone that was the common sort of idea. He's got ten games. Let's see where we are. We're what a third of the way through. So yeah. kind of got through the ten games, and then as you, coming back to what you said, is this a bad run? I wouldn't say we've fallen off a cliff, but but there's nerves there. I think about letting this go. What do you think, Lee? My, my, my worry is I, I think it's Johnny Jackson's management uh, because it's very similar to last year. Some of the subs uh, 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 cause me issues with their like for like pretty much again, like he did last year. Doesn't change things to go win games and stuff like that, which again is same as last year. Talking of falling off cliffs, my problem I've got at the moment is some of our players, their form is just gone. Tilly is just a different player to what he was in the first 10 games. Do you know what I mean? He's just, is it because he's being, we've been worked out? Uh, teams are scouting us now. We had this rate, everyone was raving about Tilly. Some people looked at him and gone, right, this is how you nullify Wimbledon. Do you know what I mean? As I said before, I like Nerfield, I like his uh, work ethic, like his attitude, but he doesn't score enough goals or get enough assists for a, a wide man who's meant to beat their man, put the balls in the box. Ali's Ali, you're still getting that work rate from him. Again, I think he looked leggy. I think he looked tired coming back from international duty. Bugle is hit and miss. Uh, we'll move on track in a minute where he came on and was unplayable. But against Barrow, he didn't win one header. Do you know what I mean? Reeves and Little, Little's now going into what he did last year as well. He was brilliant for the first 10 games, but again, last two or three, he's he's dropped off against Mansfield. I think he was brilliant, but then I think he was poor again against Akron Turnham. But, so are, yeah. are we on a bad run, in your opinion? Would you define this as a bad run now? Or no. You don't think no. this is a bad run at the moment? I don't think it's a bad run at the moment because we're still picking up points. If we, It's massive come Saturday now because you've, you've played the three games. Again, we, we allude to it all the time in regards to what... Uh, George said when he came on the podcast that this is a really tough month. We're playing some proper yeah. League Two teams. If we only pick up one point from Barrow, Accrington, and Morecambe, then you're like, well, this is, I mean, out of nine points and winnable games as well. To be fair, we move on to Accrington or you'd be done with because Barrow is pretty Yeah, dark. I think so. Yeah. I thought Accrington were absolutely superb. One of yeah, the best teams we played definitely. up there with Stockport. I've, a couple of mates even think they're better than Stockport the way they played. If you look at their form as well, their form is really good. Do you know what I mean? They're scoring goals for fun. It was we were absolutely appalling, right? There's no getting away from that. We were shocking. But as I said to you before, when we've been we've done okay, every player usually scores six or seven. On Tuesday against Accrington, I think every single player was a five until we made the subs. Do you know what I mean? And that's being polite to people like Pell. I thought Pell was horrendous. And this thing with Pell being a number 10 or just behind the front man has got to stop now. It's not, it's never worked, hasn't worked. Yeah, but, where, but where is he then? Because he's he, definitely not. He has to come on as a midfielder when you're winning 1 0 and he comes on and disrupts the game or we're winning 2 0 and stuff. He's a disruptor now. He's not a ball player. He can't play ball. He, do you know what I mean? James Ball's ahead of him for me. Morgan Williams will be ahead of him when he comes back. 
And yeah, I I, I don't see, I, there was loads of people going absolutely ballistic after Tuesday, obviously. It was appalling. It was the worst I've seen us play. But I think we need to just park it, move on pretty quickly, because otherwise we will, like Graham said, we will end up like last season and Johnny Jackson will then start getting nervous and we'll see it in the players. But Do you think, Graham, that's the way to do it, just to park it? Or are we... I do think so. Yeah. Walking into something here. No, I think we've got to we've got to write that one off. I think as bad as as you know, Lee's just said our players weren't that great, but I think they did a number on us. The first ten minutes, the energy that they oh, had chasing everything down, you know, it put us on the back foot. I think tactically they seemed to get it right. They put, I mean, how, the way we play, we either go long ball or we give it to Jake Reeves, and he he's got a range of passing. They put someone on Reeves, and he had nothing. He had, you know, suddenly he was almost man-marked. And so all we had was long balls. And, you know, and they, they're comfortable with that. They've got like three centre-backs, whatever, about six foot 12 or whatever. No, that's seven foot. <laughs> six foot <laughs> <laughs> my maths. Um, You know, they've got these giant centre-backs. They're happy for us to do that all day long. So they've they, they taken Reeves out, and that's our where we don't have that plan B, really, I don't think. And like, but is that, is that a personnel thing? Because for me, it, it, it screened out of a very wily League Two savvy manager who knows how to play at this level, who's done it year in, year out, and a young lad who, let's be honest, when Johnny Jackson came in, we were, we were, he initially wanted to, didn't we? We had this playing out the back, didn't we? And we really struggled and we started to go longer. And then I just feel like, like you said, tactically, they were miles ahead of us. And the way that they were, they just identified, okay, they got two short fullbacks. We're we're a land of giants. We'll just we'll just keep floating to the back stick, and he, almost every single time it went a cross came in, it went back stick, and we were in a world of trouble. We've we've also got to remember with Accrington, they've got a manager who's got a point to prove at the moment to their chairman because I don't know if you know all the stuff that's yeah, going on yeah, behind yeah. the scenes. It looked like it, their chairman had been on the sorts on Saturday night and was at it was on Twitter literally twenty four hours so all the way through the night, replying to people and stuff, telling them the clubs are sale. The management came to my office, wanted a new contract, and blah de blah and stuff like that. Again, it's not up for us, but I don't. It's their club; they can deal with it how they want. But for me. At the moment, it seems that they've got a manager with a real point to prove to say, this is how good I am on the worst budget in the league. Uh, by all accounts, they've got the, the worst budget. Who yeah. Accrington have? Apparently, yeah, apparently they're, that's oh, what their chairman is. I'll tell you what, though, that their number seven, Wally, I thought was one of the best players I've seen at Ard in ages. And their the striker absolute, as well was unreal. Yeah, the tall lad, yeah. I mean, the guy who scored the really good goal. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I thought the first half we looked... The moment we did the back pass, and and I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, we make the back pass, keeper picks it up, puts the ball down, and that Wally runs up and he just kicks it in the goal. It was like it was an indirect free kick to them, six yeah. yards out, and rather than him waiting and passing something, he's put the ball down and kicks it straight in the goal. The referee went, yeah, it wasn't indirect. Um, we're gonna it's the other team ball, but from that moment, Joe Lewis stacked it on the halfway line. It just seemed to be. The whole game just summed up. And, and and again, say I played to Jackson at half-time, tries to make a change, tries to be something which is very unlike him. 30 seconds later, we're 3-0 down, and it's like, oh, oh dear. Oh. I just, we just seemed, like I said, I, I don't have a problem with with writing the game off as such, but my problem is we, we're now, in my opinion, we're starting to sleepwalk into but some of those habits from last year, which is a concern. Danny, one of my big issues with Tuesday as well, and a lot of people keep saying it, is uh, they're saying, why have we changed the team? Why are these players been brought in and stuff like that? But we were calling for it. And a lot of people were saying we needed to to 
rotate because we had yeah. so many games. We're going to Morecambe on Saturday. That's another long journey up to Morecambe. Yeah, I mean, one surprise for me was Evans coming in because he's only just come back from injury. So he hasn't had any game time, any minutes was, at all. He was pony. And well. he was pony. One of my mates, me and him keep having an argument about Evans because he's going, oh, he's a good signing. I said, how can you be a good signing when you played one and a half minute, uh, one and a half games for us since you signed? Sasu was nowhere to be seen. Is he injured? Is he out? Yeah, Is he unfavorable? I, uh, I look at our bench now and I actually think it's weak bench. I don't think there's any strength and depth in that bench. And it, it it worries me that we've sent Morgan Williams on loan. We've sent McLean on loan now. And you've got people like Evans and Lakin who are not playing many minutes, not getting game time. We expect, I'm, I was happy and expected a mid-table finish this year, right? Yeah, the yeah. expectations obviously rise when you're doing well at the start of the season, which has happened. But I think we need to put our feet back on the ground and say, look, if we finish mid-table this year with some of the squad we got, then rebuild again next year. I wouldn't be unhappy with... I don't get why Lakin's still with us, Evan's still with us, and we're not having Williams on the bench. Someone said to me, well, it's better for Williams to go get minutes than sitting on our bench not playing. But I think he, he'll be mustard coming on. And I'm looking at our bench thinking Pierce, Brown, Davison, Pell, they're not good enough for this level anymore, unfortunately. They're not going to change games for us. They're not going to win games and change it around. Graham, what do you think? I think Lakin should have been a striker. I think that's the one thing Craig Cope hasn't got right so far and yeah. you know god knows he's done a lot of things right but if we had any budget and i don't know how much he's we're paying of his loan whatever but if there was any way scope to get another striker i think we're, we we can see that we're missing that we've got no um you say the bench is weak i think some of them are all right you know ball's quite good yeah i like ball agree yeah i think Calum will be back soon so pierce won't be on the bench presumably um, but it just shows that we haven't got that striker. Ali looks a bit out on his leg. On, on, you know, he's um, he's played a lot of games and he's travelled. He's a knackered, lot. yeah, absolutely knackered. knackered. You'd love to put him on for a second half, but you know, if doing that, who goes on the first half? It's it's, it's Davison who really hasn't looked like he merits that forty-five at the moment. He's got to earn that, hasn't he? So, but it's harder, that- Graham, to earn it if you don't give him a chance to do it. And this is the thing. You're right. You're, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm totally in agreement in terms of. Davison looks well off it, but if he's not going to get minutes, if he's not going to play, he's not going to get better. That's a fact. So it's a case of, I don't agree with people who say we shouldn't have changed it. We have to. We have yeah. to rotate our squad. Otherwise, yep. if, if, if you don't, I mean, Ali, for instance, now, he must be out of his legs. If he pulls up on that on Saturday because we haven't rested him, you don't lose him for one game. You lose him for 10. It, it's a nightmare. So we have to, we do have to rotate the squad. The thing with Lakin obviously coming in was is I presume they were worried about Reeves and Little. So that was the kind of the extenuating factor I'll give him that. But we definitely Graham's right. We we are definitely a striker short. But I, I don't think I'm I am i i do not agree with you. I don't think our bench is bad at all. I, I I'm I'm quite happy with you know, it'll be on I think Billa will now start on Saturday. I think Ogondi will go on the bench. I think it'll be Davis on the bench. I think Sassio on the bench, Ball on the bench. Any of them four players, I've got no problem they start. I agree with that. So I feel like we're there, but I think what the challenge is, is that we've got, going back to our analogy last week, of one players who are ones, players who are twos, players who are threes. We're a squad full of threes. We're a squad full of, oh, if they start, that's okay. We don't have those huge gems. But that's where you said it earlier. It's like, now we've got on this run and we've done well, the expectation goes up when really, I mean, we are we are a mid-table team. We, we, who have got those peaks that can be absolutely sensational. If we get hot, we get hot. Well, but as it gets thicker and it's harder and you can't play as much football, we, we're going to struggle. 
One of my mates pointed out earlier, he said, we're probably punching above our weight. And one of my mates said, well, actually, I disagree with that because we're, our budget's around about 16th, I think they said, right? And we're three points better off than that, do you know what I mean, at the moment, the six points. We're only three points yeah. better than our budget expectations. I don't like budget chat. I really don't think it matters what budget you've got. It, it kind of matters if you've got zero it has budget. To, it has yeah, to I kind of agree, but I, I, I don't think it matters in at this moment between the playoffs and the bottom 10 kind of thing, do you know what I mean? Because you look at our team, our team are better than what they are. They're, they're, if we got fully fit squad, we should be pushing for the playoffs with the team we've got. But you're, what you said there, Danny, about players coming off their bench and stuff, and, but Pell, for me, has not done it now. And, and he had a chance yesterday to show and he hasn't. And I know people yeah. say it's hard just to come back in and do it, but you you got given your chance. Uh, I thought Ogundir was really bad yesterday and it's good that Biller's coming back because he needs to be pushed because he's a couple of games he's been, he hasn't been great Ogundir and stuff. I think he needs to be rested. His legs might be going. Uh, Biller coming back is huge, but players got given a chance. Bugle got dropped. He come on at half time and was like, I'm going to, this is my, I'm going to show the manager. He can't drop me anymore. And he done it. He came on. And that's what I think we need. Evans, he got given his chances. I know he's just come back from injury, but he got he got pulled off time because he was horrendous. But it is hard though, mate. Like I said, Boogie plays every single game, every single week, and then he has half off. Comes on when we're absolutely playing his game his game plan. It's not quite as easy for Davison when our main strike isn't there. But- and and to be that main threat and to and to run and to be combative with what's going on with him anyway. But let's be honest, he's not he's not a League One striker, is he? My, and realistically, you need to have if you're going to get promoted, you need six or seven League One players, and we've got three, maybe maybe four. My my question to you guys is tactically: Is Johnny Jackson again tactically inept? I like J- Jackson this season. I think he's doing a good job. I mean, this is not me counting Jackson. But tactically, he doesn't change it. We're four four two every game, and this was the thing last year. We wouldn't change it around. You got Ball sitting on the bench, who's a very good player. Yesterday, Atkinson went five across the midfield, just nullified what we did across midfield. We had Ball sitting on the bench. Why can't you just go one up front in Ali and then bring Boot? Why I don't get the need to pell bring put Ball in there. Do you know what I mean? Ball Ball's got legs. He can run. You push little up a little bit further as well. I, I, he, we don't change it enough to go four or five one, or we we don't change our formations during games, or we don't change it tactically during games, which is a massive worry. And subs again are like for like, which again is is we're seeing that in the results we're getting at the moment. Probably goes back to what Graham said though. Like we've got a guy who's got the handbrake on, and ultimately, if you are a bit uncertain. Let's face it, right? They always talk about managers who have got the they've got their culture, their DNA, the way they do stuff. This is a young man who's finding his way. Whether we like it or not, that's a, that's by the way our market. Our market is a, a, a young guy who's coming into the job. We've done it with Ardley, we've done it with Robbo, we've done it with Hodges to a certain extent. We've now got Jackson. Our market is a is a relatively cheap young manager who wants to find their way, and he'll either think like Ardley's done, unfortunately, bless him, or swim and he'll kick off and and go and do it but yeah I don't I'm not particularly convinced of Jackson being a particularly strong tactical manager but I I don't know where you sit Graham with it I think we're yet to see him show some tactical now I think the team was set up I think Craig Cope in pre-season talked about the need to um, build an identity a style of play yeah Wimbledon and you know the, the the kids will grow into that and 
developed that to, all the way to the first team. Um, and he identified players as like centre-backs who can nod it away all day long, um, people with energy in the midfield and uh, who and wingers that will run all day. Um, and that's the the sort of DNA that we've gone with. Yeah, I think Jack has, Jackson's kind of taken that and, and stuck with it very literally almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if that's because he said, you know, he's kind of, this is what I've been given and I can't deviate from that because it's an instruction almost or it's yeah. like... But, but the other thing, I think, when we're talking about like... Um, we talked about Isaac and he said he's probably out on his on his legs, you know. Um, and he's, what, 20? Um, and he's played, what, 13, 15 games in a row? Pass um, yeah. out. So, um, and, and you expect a, ki- a kid, basically, of that age to do as well as he can, but have a really bad game every now and then. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With a manager, I think Jackson's almost where Isaac is, almost. Yeah. He's probably, you know, he's had a few more games, but in managerial terms, um, he's going to have a few stinkers. But I think when we talk, when we come back to the beginning of the conversation, talking about do we park that, I think if he's learned stuff from that and we park it, then it's, it's a good lesson for him to have learned. Yeah, uh, I think he'll go away and talk to Craig Cope and say, "What do you think? What what could we have done?" And analyze the hell out of it, and th- and maybe go, "Yeah, I should have put ball on in the midfield. Next, you know, next time I'll do that. Um, I'll go three against three in the midfield, protect Reeves and whatever." Um, but as long as he's learned lessons, and I, I do think we can park it I, on the day. We, as we said, they were they were so hungry and full of energy. They got it tactically spot on, and we, apart from a spell of about 15, 20 minutes, didn't really have an answer. Yeah, um, great. You know, despite that, we did get two goals back, and you know, which isn't the worst. Um, you know, the, 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 the other big issue for me was we go in at half time, and then Jackson makes three subs. Must have had a massive big talk to him at half time. You're hoping that his teacups and everything are going around, and we score. They, we concede 25 seconds straight after half time, which pretty much then kills the game for us. That that's one of the big issues I got for, for Tuesday's game that really annoyed me the most. As I said, these things happen. The first ten minutes happen in games where teams just, do you know what I mean, they come out the blocks absolutely firing. I know we we want to see that at Wimbledon, but you don't always see it. You know what I mean? Accrington looked like the team that they're doing it this year. They're coming out the blocks firing. Uh, but yeah, conceding twenty five seconds after half time was the the gut. And the thing with that as well is that. Four of them could have scored. That was the weird thing for me is when the cross came in, there was three guys who missed it. The guy who hit it then hit the ball and the keeper saved it. And then obviously the guy taps it in. And as you said, I've got no, I'm, I would love to, there's nothing, I can't think of anything better than let's just say it almost didn't happen and get on with it. But we, we do though, we do have to find a way at home to, to put our, our stamp on the game because at the moment it is now becoming a serious problem. We've got the best away record in the country and the third well in in our league sorry and the third worst home and this is a hangover that's not just been a little bit this has been what? league one last year we're now here we for whatever it is whether it's we don't want to play on the front foot whether it's we're too nice whether it's the pitch is too nice whether it's the fan situation who were again were quiet until we scored and it was lively for 20 minutes and went dead again I don't know what the answer is I generally don't know I'm sure they're looking at it but that is going to become a huge problem that we're going to have to rectify. If a we want to grow as a fan club, getting people to come to the game when all they're doing is turning up and their team are losing and not playing with a lot of I don't know nous or heart or spirit at home. In particular, we've been a little bit bland, but um, but also from a team we're just going to sort of stagnate. And it is a I think that is that that is a massive massive problem. 
Our home form's massive issue, to be fair, and I, I can't put my finger on it. We've discussed it before, Danny. What is it? The atmosphere was good on Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? There was, what, 7,000 there? I think 7,000 all went in the south stand by the sounds of it. But uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, it, is it because Kings Meadow was on top of everyone and it was a nasty place to go? The change rooms wouldn't be out as nice. But then, you know what I mean? We travel up and down the country to nice grounds. And, and, and do you know what I mean? Barrow can't have been nice on Saturday going up there and in their change rooms ain't going to be Old Trafford, is it? It's, it's something really worrying about our home form. And hopefully that they are looking at it and we, we will change it because... Yeah, it's it's what one win at home in, in and it's season. not it isn't just Jackson by the way. This is the thing. No, no, this is about yeah. other managers, apart other from players. The COVID year when when we moved into Plough Lane, we lost obviously Doncaster, but <clears throat> we had a really good run where we beat Ipswich and we beat a few other teams, and we were like, okay, we're actually at home, we're quite useful. From the minute the fans have been in that stadium, we have been pants. So you're at, blaming the fans. Home. Well, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not blaming the fans as such, but I feel that there must there must be part of it. Whether we don't create enough energy, whether whether we're a little bit when the things go bad, we don't quite get behind it. I don't know, but we, mm. I, I'm open for that as a as a possibility. Absolutely. I I just I don't know. I just think it's one of the things. Graham, what do you think? Home form and then we'll move been, on. I think there've been reasons every year. Like um, in League One, we went on a bad run. We didn't have a striker. Robbo was asked to play with kids. They probably felt expectation and pressure. You know, as a lot of them, it's their first ten games, twenty games in their career. So there was that. Last year, we didn't have great players and we were tactical. <clears throat> so we just lost or didn't win a lot of games in general. Um, this year, I'm not sure because they're not that young. We've got some more experienced players um, and we seem to have a set style of play. But as you say, I, I, so at home, what is, is it the fans' expectations? Is it, I don't, I, you, you'd think they'd rise to the occasion. We, we've got to be quite a good bunch to play for as a fan base. We're a bit quiet. You'd think, you'd think wouldn't you? You'd really think that. Nice, nice stadium, supportive fans in general. We, you know, we we stood by a manager who won a game in a thousand or whatever. We're quite supportive. We, did, we didn't boo the players off too much. We didn't really put it on them. We're quite fairly supportive, fairly decent fan base, as yeah. fan base go, I think. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I think we stopped serving pizza, for one, because that's ridiculous, right? Two, oh, we, we get loads of tifus and we get loads of pyro. Do you know what I mean? Proper make it like Galatasaray or something like that. And yeah, and make sure, make sure one thing we've got to make sure is that everyone sits in their, their appropriate seating as well. Right, we move on. And uh when we come back, we're going to be discussing the Don's Trust, the Don's Trust elections, the Don's Trust motions, everything to do with the Don's Trust. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We're back and we're going to be discussing everything to do with the Don's Trust. Quite a busy time at the moment for the Don's Trust. The Don's Trust are the owners of ASC Women, if you were 
not aware. The we have the Don's Trust Board elections coming up. Uh, they're looking for nominations for people to join the Don's Trust Board. I think I, I'll ask Graham in a minute when that will close. We have the SGM that's coming out on the first of November. It will take place at seven thirty at Plough Lane. Any member wishing to process a resolution for consideration at the general meeting can do so. Uh, there's also motions being put forward. We've got Graham on who's put four motions towards uh, the Don's Trust. I, believe, I don't know the ins and outs, so I'm not that clever with regards to it. I know there's six motions. Graham's put four forward. I've seen the vote and no confidence one, and there's another one, but I've not got it in front of me. And there's a cons consultation about level of ownership of AFC Wimbledon, and I think that's looking at the 50 plus one aspect of that as well. These are all being put out to members uh, for emails and stuff, so please Please go on the surveys, fill them out. Please put a uh, vote on the motions. If you want to stand for the Don's Trust elections, we'll discuss this soon. But yeah, please put your name forward. Uh, can be a thankless task, but yeah, it, it is needed if we're going to have a solid election. Uh, Graham, uh, or Danny, who wants to start? I was just going to say, Graham, just briefly then, what's it like being in the Don's Trust in terms of being elected? What, hmm. what made you stand and was it, was it an experience you look back with with fondness? Was it a, is it a frustrating position? Is it a misread position? Just give us your, you know, okay. share what your where you sit with it or what what it was like. Yeah. Well, I stood because I thought the comms was pretty shite, um, and as a fan, I didn't know what I, I felt like I wasn't being informed what was going on and that. So that, um, and then I was actually I, I got elected and I joined at the I think it's the AGM in December two thousand and nineteen when it was that big announcement like oh we're gonna have to sell the club we're gonna get relegated we can't afford to build a stadium so it's an interesting time to be on yeah uh, yeah um as for how it was i i i found our fan base pretty decent people really generally yeah. i find that um i know people say oh you get a lot of dogs abuse and all that but i i've always found if you talk to people and, and listen to them and engage with them they're pretty decent and people yeah. come in saying don't trust a shit you're doing a shit job um, and you say, well, why? What can we? How can we do it better? What do you think? And, and they'll have a conversation. And it's not, there's not that you know just abuse and stuff. So I found it not too bad at all. I did it for three years. Is it is it a tough job, Graham? Is it is it? It can be. Time consuming as well. It it totally depends. I I was with people on the board. You know, there were people falling asleep in meetings at one point. There were people you wouldn't know if they were still around. We had to check on someone to check if they were well. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say this, but you know, has anyone checked in on recently? Yeah, yeah. I've heard from them, and um, and they were turning up to meetings and then sort of disappearing and not hearing from them between one monthly meeting to the next. Um, but there are other people who basically I've known who have, have given up their or a portion of their working week in their day job, yeah. you know, cut back days to dedicate to Don's Trust work. So it really does vary. I, I would say. To anyone, go for it. If you think you yeah. can do good things, definitely stand and be the be the change you want to see or whatever. You know, there's yeah, yeah. talk about I would much rather they did this or did that, they shouldn't do this. Well, if if you think so and people agree with you, get on there and do it. And well, in terms of your your oh sorry, go on, Lee, go go. No, no, go on. I was just gonna go update with God this year's elections and the current times and I was stuff just like gonna that. Ask about in terms of you you mentioned the word change. And again, yeah. share what you want to share, don't share what you want to share. It's just it's just I'm just intrigued. In terms of where we're at, and obviously you've put forward a few resolutions and stuff, do mm. you feel that we're in a position where 
we what, what do you think the club need? What do you think you would be you from a fan now? Because obviously you've had yeah. a foot in that camp. You're now out of the camp. Yeah. What what do you think we we need? Do we need stability? Do we need a bit of change? Do we need a change of direction? Do we need to freshen up? What what do you think? I think we could do things better. Okay. Uh, I think again with communication. I think we've had some problems over the last year. Fans forum like Forum Gate, as it was called, was a big thing where I personally felt the club had misled the fans and were being disingenuous over things. And I thought that's not right. And that's not good enough. And then it's, and they're overseen by the PLC. And if the PLC don't act, I felt the PLC are fairly unaccountable. It's like, who do I email? I, I don't know if any fans or members will actually know who's on the PLC. And I felt that was wrong. It's like, you know, if they're doing a terrible job, they've got to be held to account by the DTB. So we approached the DTB and said, will you represent us, the fans that you, you know, the members rather, that your job is to represent? Um, will you represent us and make the club not tell fibs and handle things badly? Will you get them to be better? And then there was a vote on the DTB about whether they wanted to, some would say, represent the fans or not. Um, it was quite controversial at the time. Um, the club did the right thing, released the video, but for me, it was never about the video. It was yeah. about don't tell, don't gaslight the fans. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we could do things better. There's a um, there's a joke about um, Man United executive is, is is saying, oh, our fans always complain about the comms, don't know what to do. And the Spurs guy, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was always complaining about bad comms. And the Wimbledon guy goes, uh, oh, yeah, our fans complain about bad comms. We vote them onto the DTP and they're never heard of again. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, that probably includes me because I've been there and whatever, and we all stand on these comms tickets. And yet when it comes to it, we've been a bit lacking. But you, you, you were, and again, I'm not going to blow smoke at your bum because you're on here, but you were one of the guys who was quite happy to come out and have a conversation. And it seemed to be, and again, firstly, thank you for the time that you gave up because for, as me and Lee will, set, will wax lyrical on it, we're not, we're not as, I don't know, au fait with all the bits and pieces, but you were someone who was very happy to come out and not even be judgmental. You were just quite factual, which I think was really important. You didn't give us an opinion. You just gave us the facts and you let us decide whether we thought it was good, bad or indifferent, which was, which was hugely valuable. Uh, and I think that's one of the, one of the interesting things is from from my perspective is just I don't necessarily really want to hear what you think. I want to know what what is going on. I want I want yes. it laid out yeah. and then I will decide or we as a group will decide. But there is just that always that thing and I'll I'll shut up in a minute. But, but there is always just that disconnect. I just find it fascinating and me and Lee talk about that. I'm I'm part of the Don's Trust, but I don't feel part of anything. I don't feel connected in any way. Which is weird that I was there for the first game. I've been a season ticket holder every year. I was a Wimbledon season ticket holder since, you know, starting the Premier League pretty much. And yet I feel totally disconnected from something that I probably should be right in the middle of. I'm 40 years old. I'm a teacher. I've got pockets of time, expertise in different places, but yet feel totally disconnected. And I, I don't quite know why, if I'm honest, but there we are. Anyway, I, think that's, I think that's where, that's exactly, you know, as, first of all, I did stand on that ticket. So, you know, it wasn't like kind of, yeah, I, I, it was something I, I wanted to see happen. So as I said, if you want to make that change, you know, be that change, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was my thing. And we introduced like meet the DTP because I, I mean, before that, I didn't know if any, I didn't know anyone was on the DTP particularly, um, the newsletter, all that kind of stuff. And it's all about to me, it's about presenting what you're doing 
in a way that people, the reader, can digest, whether that's yeah. video, whether that's reading something really long and detailed and sort of, um, you know, info heavy, or whether it's putting something in layman's terms and plugging it on Twitter and getting it out there. Um, and I don't think we've been doing that as well as we could do. And I think that's a shame. I think uh, ultimately owning a football club should be sexy as yeah. sexy as. Um, and we can make it that. And then we'll grow the Don's Trust membership that way. And, you know, get people like you a bit more engaged because, yeah. you know, I, th I think we've got to almost spoon feed you. It's not your job to go looking for what the Don's Trust Board do. Um, and I think sometimes I think the current Don's Trust Board have got some great people on it doing some great work. But we're, sometimes we're having to guess that that's the that's the um, that's what's happening because we're not being told. And I think it's, you know, tell us more mm. often in different formats. Um, and come back to your original question, what needs to change? I think the PLC, and this comes back to my motions really, yeah. need to be more accountable because, okay. again, they're, they're running the club. If something goes wrong, which it has done recently in quite a high-profile way, we, we need to hear from these guys. We need to know we're in safe hands. We need to know there's a steady hand on the tiller. Yeah. And it's a, it's you know when was the last time you heard from the PLC? It was at Fansgate, because uh, the Fans Forum, because we pushed for it. And we shouldn't have to. Am, am I still... Still right, Graham, in saying that we still not with regards to the the stuff you're talking about there, with regards to uh, Danny Macklin leaving. Am I right in still saying that we've not heard from Chris Stewart, who's now the new MD, regarding that, who was on the Don's Trust chair? We've not heard from Mike Buckley regarding this as well. They've both got in jobs. Chris has got in now the MD appointed by Mike Buckley. Mike Buckley is now the chair of the club but was appointed by Chris Stewart. And I get you, I know you can't 100% say you're looking at me with, do you know what I mean, and biting your hand. But this is where I fall down with it, and this is where I get annoyed. It just seems like sometimes the job's for the boys. You know what I mean? I'm just a, a mere fan who who is thick as, thick as they come and don't need to know all the details. So just shut your mouth, pay you your money, and go watch Wimbledon. You don't need to know that. And Can you please stop being a nuisance to us and asking these questions? Uh, and that's where, I, like, at, at the moment we had, what is it, Freddie, Freddie Flaxman came on the board and then he just disappeared uh, and didn't know why it was a conflict of interest, but no one knew. Do you know what I mean? Again, everyone championed this guy and then he just disappeared. Matt Lowndes recently, who Matt, I, I know very well, I could, I've had beers with Matt at games, has gone. His sister raised the point the other day saying no one has asked why Matt has left. But again, I don't think it's the fans' reasons to go, well, why have you left, Matt? He, that should be coming out anyway. Why has he left? Do you know what I mean? Good people are leaving the board. We've got people. Yeah, I just, that's for me. I, I hope think, I've well, not put you in it too much there. No, I won't comment on everything. But um, I think, you know, people are probably quite busy at the moment. But there is a motion. Again, I think it's number nine. Um, not from me, that one, funnily enough. Um, asking about the process for replacing the club chair, who is Mick Buckley. Um, and I think there are valid points within it. I didn't write yeah. it. I'm not sort of backing it, particularly on behalf of other people. I'll let them do that. But, um, you know, he was given a year from, I think, last November. We were then told uh, there'll be some sort of analysis of the position because it's a part-time, two-day-a-week position. Um, I, the, the, the gist was, do we need a club chair? Because at the time, we've got a, a head of football operations. We've got an MD in place. They report to a PLC. Do we need that extra layer or not? Yes, probably while these guys the new guys bed in um but do we need one on an ongoing basis can it be done in i think it's part-time two days a week is it a paid position is it a volunteer position there's all this kind of like and i think mick's job was to um 
in 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 tandem with the PLC or the Bonds Trust Board, look at the position and see how viable it was. Was it necessary and all that kind of thing, and give us a report. And that didn't happen. And we were pushing for that. I think sort of 10, 11 months into his tenure, tenure, and then obviously things happened that changed things. Um, but the pro the um, the motion number nine, I think it is, is actually saying we want to see the process for putting a club chair in. Um, he's his mixed stay has been extended to the spring. As yeah, which Joe Joe who does all our graphics of the podcast alluded the other day saying when did that happen? It kind of it got announced and no one's really spoke about it and stuff like that. And who made the decision to say yes, you've been extended? Is he still doing the two days a week? Is that what he believes is still best for a full time football club chairman? And as I said, for me, he hasn't mentioned the the, the stuff that's gone on lately, which for me very surprising for chairman of the the, the Don's Trust and. The PLC board have been very quiet on stuff like that. And that's why I think some of the motions, motion free is is a good motion, but not at this time, unfortunately. Right. So, so I think they're all valid questions. Why, you know, you should be hearing about these. You should be knowing about these. Not not HR details and, you know, the intricacies of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happened, but you should be knowing who has, in state, you know, put him in that position and why and so forth. Um you just you talked about voter confidence, uh, voter no confidence, motion three, which again yes. isn't fine, but you know, I, I, the voter no confidence for me is a good motion. Lee, Lee, elaborate what you mean by it, because there's I spoke to a couple of fans yesterday who were a bit bewildered with what the actual content of it. So can you just well, that, that's, that's that's the problem I have. That's oh, the problem okay, I have with it. Sorry. Do you get what I mean? Because I. A vote of no confidence in the Don's Trust Board maybe a, a, a few months ago, yes, but not right now when we're going to be holding elections soon and we're going to have six new people coming on the board. So, again, I think, who was it, Mark Hendricks wanted to do a vote of no confidence just before the last elections, which, again, is the wrong time. He's Everything that he was saying was probably correct. Uh, and Mark was, villa, uh, Mark was villa, vilified and kind of left disappeared off Twitter for a little while and he's he, he hasn't been as vocal regarding Wimbledon and stuff which is a shame uh not everyone agree with Mark there's a we've had him on the pod and not a lot of stuff I agree with him but I could speak to him and uh, and we could have different opinions but at this time when there is elections and there's going to be as I said here uh three will be elected to serve three-year terms and free to serve two-year terms of six member minimum of six members are going to be voted on the board for me I don't think about no confidence when you're voting new people on the board my worry is for the next election, we're not going to get enough people that want to stand. So it's going to be an uncontested election, which is not good for a football club when you're a fan. Don't so, for- so the vote of no confidence, right? And uh, I'm just trying to summarise it for, for my sanity, to be honest. Is the vote of no confidence about the individuals that are working for the Don's Trust and saying, we do not have confidence in you as a Don's Trust? Or is it a vote of no confidence to say the way that our model is to have a Don's Trust being in charge doesn't work. Which no, one is it? No, it's a vote of no confidence in the current Don's Trust board. Fine. So so it's, so it's the motion is not about the, the model that we have as an ownership model. No. It is actually yeah. on the yeah, individual. Okay. Which I, I certainly agree with you. It's, timing's terrible. And that's why I mean. I, I get Matt's point in, mo- in raising it and I get what he means behind it and I stand with him regards to everything that he's saying. But at the moment, we have to wait till the elections, then see who is then voted on to the Don's Trust Board. Yeah, but the, the before... best vote of no confidence should be your vote, shouldn't it, really? But the problem I've got, Danny, is we're going to hold an election and we're, wait, we're asking people to uh, stand for the election. 
I'm not hearing of many people willing to stand for the Don Strass board at the moment. Mm. We might not get anyone who wants to stand. And last time I understand, and this is just my understanding, my opinion, so I could be false here. A lot of people stood last minute because they were so worried about the people standing in regards to selling out the club. So we didn't have enough people and they were like, oh, wait a minute, there's three or four people here that want to sell the club. We need to stand to make sure that doesn't happen. Do you yeah, I mean, I think, which again, and that's why I said last time the elections was a sham. The whole, the whole thing for me is always a sham. Uh, I get loads of stick for this, and I don't care. But the pro boards is well, a you joke. all sit on the, you all sit on the fence, yeah. wouldn't you? No, but when it comes to something like this, I'm quite passionate about it. And I, as I said, I don't, I, I, I'm not really want to be a Don's Trust board member because I hate all the politics. I, I want to go watch my team play. I want to uh, have a podcast where me and you just chat and have a laugh. Uh, Graham comes on and we dig out his hair, but. It's just for me, people on the pro boards, you go on there. There's some some people that don't trust board never go on there, never answer a question. Do you know what I mean? I just get I, I just get bored of it and then don't go on there much. You get you get nomads who, who answer questions for them, and I'm like, I don't care what you think. I want to know what the Don's trust board think. Do you know what I mean? But that's just well, I think there's a lot to unpack there, but I think there's a couple of different <laughs> sorry, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> but the first on the vote in our confidence, I don't think it's necessarily the convention that everyone has to resign and stand down. And have you have no board? I think it's more of a. I, I'm not again. I didn't write it. I'm not behind it. Whatever, particularly. Um, but it's um, it's more of a marker to say you've done bad things. We don't accept that. Here we go. And it's Mark Hendricks when he put together or started or mooted a vote of no confidence. I think it's between SGMs where you have to get like 350 people to sign it. Now to do it at an SGM, you only have to get five people to second it. Um, so it's a lot easier. Ah, to... okay. So that's why I think he didn't actually go through with it because getting 350 is quite a task. Getting five yeah. can be. You know. mm-hmm. um, but I, as I say, I don't think it's dissolve the board. It's nothing to do with the model. It's saying things like it mentions misleading the fan base over the fans forum recording. Um, members of the DPTP voted against representing members, so that can't be allowed to happen. So I think it's more of a black mark against. It's all, yeah. It's almost like a, we want an, we want a admission of guilt to a certain extent. Yeah, we want, almost, yeah, we want yeah. someone to go. Do you know what? This has been poor, and we want to acknowledge it. We, I, I, yeah, which, we which, which I can, I kind of, I can understand why. Yeah, I, I, don't yeah. get, I can understand it. The Don's Trust Board never helped themselves, though. It's like with the, the Danny Macklin stuff again. We're not going to go into everything regarding that, but the, the recording was Danny Macklin's, I believe, idea not to release the recording because it was him that said that we were only going to release a certain amount of it, and then didn't want it released. I think it's between him and Mike Bailey. I'm not sure the ins and outs, but. So that if that was Danny Macklin's decision, that's fine. But the Don's Trust then voted on it to kind of lead them to say, look, we need to record it. And some of them abstained and stuff. I think Michelle voted against it and stuff. And they have their reasons. But that's what I mean. The, the, the Don's Trust are meant to represent the fans. And I think a lot of people are thinking, well, actually, that, that ain't the case. There was loads of people saying, you need to release the video, release the video. And then they were like, no, we're not going to. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You're getting hundreds of thousands of fans. Well, I say hundreds of thousands, but couple hundred people nowadays and this is my worry about the next elections and this stuff now is people joining the Don's Trust I think it's going to be such low numbers now it's a worry that we're going to have only 50 and I think someone made a point the other day I don't always agree with them I think it might have been Ratters on Twitter saying that you've got MK fans that can join the Don's Trust at £25 a go now and can have a vote but you've got people that bought shares and cedars and put thousands in over the in, in the club shop on the on, in season tickets that don't have a vote because they're just done in with the Don's Trust. I'm getting people coming up to me all the time going, I'm literally not going to renew my Don's Trust anymore because I'm just I just find it pointless. Graham that. I was going to ask you, Graham, in terms of the the way that people join the Don's Trust. 
mm-hmm. again and again uh, there's no load on it i'm just curious as a have we got it right do you think have we got it right in terms of you should pay this additional extra extra money and for 25 quid you could almost be a christmas present and you own a football club or do you feel like there is a there is a when maybe not getting the full voice of the club because those people who are the the people are the everyday Wimbledon fan maybe not necessarily be represented where, where do you sit with that right um oh so much just right election nominations <laughs> people do stand Please they, stand. They, they stand, yeah, they, they close on Saturday, October 28th, so please stand, first of all. If we don't have a contested election, it's a it's a nightmare. People won't have a mandate, and who knows what they're doing, if it's in representing anyone or not, I don't know. Um, when it comes to um, membership, there's been it's been mooted that if you get a season ticket, for example, you get DT membership automatically. Now, I believe a lot of people don't care about the politics. They buy a season ticket, they want to go and watch football. Um, I'd rather have an engaged membership okay. that actually want to make decisions and be part of that process and so forth so 25 pounds i think is probably about right it's not a massive amount for some people it's probably you know it's cost of living crisis so it isn't it is a yeah. consideration but i think it's probably about right I, I and then when we do want to um pass restricted actions and so forth like this debt debt survey thing that's going on um you need 75 percent, and it would be an absolute nightmare if you had any tom dick and harry off the street who had ever bought a club a shirt in the shop, anyone who'd ever bought a scarf on their holidays or whatever as a Don's Trust member, trying to get 75% to vote on something would be a nightmare. Um, we've just done a survey where I think we've got 1,000 votes, which I think was a good number um, on one of the, the gambling thing. Um, out of yeah. 4,000 members, we've got 1,000 people to vote, and I think that's not bad numbers. And people say, oh, it'd be better if it were more, of course. But when there's something really important happens, like selling the 25% of shares in the club, then I would rather have people paying attention almost and yeah. active um, and who want to be members and have a say in that sort of decision. Um, going back to Lee, so I have so many things to go back off from. That's Lee's right, man. That's right. There, but you talked about pro, uh, pro boards and that's another one of my motions is getting pro boards used by Don's Trust board members more regularly, like on a rotor. I'm not asking for by the minute um, responses but I think some sort of service level where yes we we do commit to checking it every day we do commit to getting back to you if a member asks a question and and, and with a bit of moderation as well so it's not like the wild west where people yeah. just call each other names and stuff I think we, one of the things that makes our club so beautiful is that you can it's probe work boards is a perk it's not the best thing website in the world but it's what we've got and you or me can go up and ask a question of the board the people who oversee our club and get a reply within you know a day or two or whatever it is and i think that's a great perk to ownership and again coming back to um should we charge 25 pounds to be a member of the don's trust board again i think it should be so sexy being able to do that being able to talk to the people overseeing our club um and, and you know go on sorry because this might be on the pro boards it says ask the board and for me, that's me asking the board a question and I'm expecting answers from the board. Yeah. Then you get answers from Joe uh, Bloggs comes yeah. on and goes, and I'm like, I don't care what you think. I really don't. You're, you're, now you're just going off what I've asked. Yeah. You might not agree with me what I'm asking and you might, but just let them answer it. And that's why I think one big issue for me with Wimbledon and Wimbledon fans, and I think a lot of people have this way, especially our younger fans, is it's very fractious support. I find that if your opinion 
is is sometimes it's just some people's opinions, not mine, not yours, not Dan, sorry, but other people. It's just blow like no, you're 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 young, you ain't got a clue what you're talking about, or do you know what I mean and stuff like that. And it, there's certain cliques within Wimbledon, and they just try and discredit each group all the time. And it's just the road has its thorns, and it and it really is becoming wearing and annoying. Do you know what I mean? And 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 people might say, oh, what me and Danny say, and we get it. I get I get it quite a bit. But like, you know what I mean? You're just talking nonsense. It's like, yeah, that's fine. But that's my opinion. I, I chat with you. I chat with and we've we've said it. Me and Danny have said it so many times. If anyone has any issues and stuff, come on the pod and then just say, I actually, definitely, I think you're completely wrong. And I'd say, okay, that's fine. Let's, let's talk about it then. But yeah, I think there's too many groups within Wimbledon that all have to be right and, and they won't let anyone else's opinion be heard. And it just leads to just absolute shit show sometimes. This, again, it comes back to on pro boards specifically having people answer questions like from the don's trust board if they do that hopefully no one else is going to say well that hasn't been answered for three days i'll jump in and give my two pens worth you know you you should have that direct line almost and mm. that's what motion is about is saying go on there mod you know um, moderate it and answer questions that are asked of you within you know a, a reasonable time not but not don't go on there every two minutes and use all your time up doing that you've got jobs you know got better, better things to do i'm sure but a reasonable service level i think that would be a great perk might even get you back on the uh get back signing up as a member right eh? <laughs> another one i've got for you right cram and this is the thing i had is the sgm's on first of november wednesday 7 30 yep is this after the motions are being heard or the motions are heard at the sgm right which right, is... you've, got to, you've got you can vote online now but is that not a bit weird and also one of the issues I have as well is that the Don's Trust have now, all, every single motion they've advised not to vote on. Yeah, that's weird. I find that weird. <laughs> I find that very strange because should they not be given that advice? Out? Again, this is someone who's very, very stupid with regards to politics and this kind of you thing. Are, you are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, ask me why. But I find it very strange that they're saying do not vote on anything regards yeah. to but that shouldn't be their opinion is that that's that's my well, opinion i think they're entitled to do that it's a bit like you know oh okay well if you if you're i've put in a motion about meet the plc right two a year where you meet the people on the plc like we do meet the dtb it's just yeah you'll see answering questions live on on the zoom blah 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 have a chat it's a win-win i think for the plc to get out there because people will get behind them. If you know someone, you get behind them a bit more. And if mm -hmm. you don't know them and they make, you know, they're basically running the club nowadays. If you don't know them, don't know what they're doing, you're likely to be a bit suspicious. So I'm saying this is a win-win. It's great for the PLC members. It's great for us to support them, um, make it happen. It's not a big deal. The DTB's response as, is to say, yes, we're going to do that great idea, but we recommend you don't vote for this motion. And I find that very strange. And I'm not sure if, again, I'm being thick and there's some sort of convention where you, you know, the, the convention is you say, no, don't vote for it. Even when you seemingly agree with it, they're actually saying, we're going to do that and more. Great, brilliant, do it. Don't vote it. I think everyone should vote for it. So that it's set in stone. So then otherwise in, in a year or two, the, anyone could turn around from the Don's Trust board and say, well, they voted against it. There's no appetite, so let's just stop it. Whereas in reality, people have been told to vote against it because it's happening. Yeah, so and, and this is why I find it strange that people have been allowed to vote and do postal votes before the SGM because well, it, it should be discussed at the SGM and then voted on. Yeah, it will be. I mean, they've put their argument. I'm going to go to the SGM on the... Um, but if you, if you do want to vote online because you can't make it, you can do before noon on Monday, October the 30th. 
Um, so that's it. it's in your email, um, the link, and you just click on it and go, yes, 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 yes. Two, four, five, six, and seven. <laughs> Is that your ones, yeah? Yeah. I, I asked for five, six, seven, eight as a steps tribute, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I got emotional about that. Um, but yeah, so then it will be discussed on the night. I think, you know, I'll be there. I'll say vote yes, please. Hopefully convince people. If not, if not, you know what? So be it. I think. Again, yeah, 100%. If it's not yeah. there, then it's not there. But at least you you can kind of have a, have a viewpoint on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Which, it's one of the perks of being a, an owner. You get this opportunity to. I'm surprised more people don't raise motions because lots of people. I, have... The problem we've I've had this discussion with Xavier, and Xavier said the exact same to me. Xavier Wiggins, who was on the Don Strass board as well previously, uh, does loads of good work with DLAG and stuff like that. Uh, been going for years. I get on really well with Xavier, and he said I don't get why people don't raise motions. And he he, he talked to me about raising one myself, going to something else. No one knows how to do it. That is my issue with it. No, I didn't know how to do it. I, I know you have to get four or five members to then any member can do it. like, And then it gets raised. But I don't think enough people know how. Dan, did, would you know how to raise a motion to the I wouldn't even know. I'm really, I'm not being stupid. I'm not stupid. Like, I wouldn't and you're, you're a bright man. You're in a terms teacher. Of, in terms of emotion, what are you actually talking about? Are you talking about uh, something that we would do? Like, I want to have a motion that every week now we do a newsletter. Is it every, yeah. I, I, I want to have a, so could, the one thing for me is I'd like us to be more diverse as a, as a, as a, as a group. I feel like at the moment, and I'd be really, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If we be seen quite white, we seem quite old. I feel mm -hmm. there's a lot of younger fans who've got a lot of information. I feel that there's a youth, people who've got energy, people like George who comes on, who, you know, Posh Jamie, who've got wonderful ideas, who really have bought into the process, but don't really feel like they've, to be fair, I, I just feel like, I feel like there's we we need to have a and it is it's back to what Graham said though. Do you want to be more diverse? Who do you want six people who are prepared to do it and really commit to it? And it's like ideally in a perfect world you'd want you know you'd want all the demographics ticked and they're all in one commit one committee and they're all working hard. But if you're not going to have that, you're going to want to have six eight however many the number is who are totally committed. So it's yeah, but that's yeah. I just feel like young younger fans don't seem to. To be confident to put something forward. To be fair, and I don't you you might know Graham, but I'm sure I saw something recently that they have done a youth Don's yep. trust. Yep, yeah. And three people have been put onto that. Three young lads, I believe it is. I think it's DTB Youth, and it's I think it's Richard Shepherd's um sort of leading scheme. Lovely, fantastic opinions of these guys. I think coming back to the motion, um, well, I mean we can make that right now. Anyone wants to put in a motion at an SDM, you need to write to secretary at Don's Trust, .org. Um, you need to explain what you want to do. It could be like, I want to see four meet the managers held every year. Instruct the club, please, as the Don's Trust. Um, and these five people who are members have agreed. Here's their name and Don's Trust num number. Um, send it to the secretary and it's it's done. And that's, yeah, that's, it's. That's I've got it. I've got it in front of me now because obviously we were having this chat, so I brought it up. So any member wishing to propose a resolution with consideration at the general meeting can do so with support of five other Don's Trust members. Submitting writing by email to secretary at the Trust.org. and that needs to be done. That would have had to be done twenty eight days prior to the SGM. So that was the fourth of October. And, and Graham, from from a person when you were in the Don's Trust. Would would you welcome resolutions? Is it something that you want to see, or is it Absolutely. not? Absolutely, I yeah. would personally. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think I want to hear from the people who were, have elected me to represent them, and particularly yeah. because of the ticket I stood on, 
was I want to, you know, make the Don's Trust Board transparent and engage with you and two-way comms. I want, and it's not up to me what we do as a club. It's up to you. You're the owners. I'm just representing you. So this comes back, if I may, to my final uh, motion, motion seven, which is people on the Don's Trust Board from this election now will be voted on for, well, it's it's transitioning to three-year terms. Right. Uh, this one, you don't know if you're on for two or three because it's mid-transition, I think. But the idea is it moves to three years. I think that's way too long. That came in last year. I think we all make mistakes. We were, we took our eye off the ball, whatever. Let's put it back to two because if people aren't doing a good job, you want to get them off. And that's, you know, people are saying, why don't people resign? I want to, I'll vote you off at the next election. But if they're on and they do a terrible job and they don't represent the members, they're there for three years. You can't do much about it. Now, and also... And people might say, oh, but we want to keep the good people. I said, well, every two years you re-elect them. If they're doing a good job, re-elect them. Yeah. They're yeah. there to pursue their own agenda. They're there to represent the members who have voted them on. So I would, as as the question, yeah, would I represent? Uh, would I welcome a motion? Yeah, all sort of engagement and knowing what the members think. And it, they might not pass. They might pass. They might not. But, you know, there's no elephants in the room. You've discussed yeah. it in a formal manner. It's been done. What What can you lose? He might, I might end up having to do something I don't particularly think was a good idea, but it's not up to me. It's up to those 4,000 who voted for it. And, and I guess if someone puts a motion, at least it shows that there's someone who's interested, who's got something yeah. that, and a lot of these people might be having a chat and they've been chatting around in a pub and it could be a, a pub chat and you go, oh God, but, you, but you've got your five mates who are, you know, all bats of boys or whatever. They all chat in a pub. Well, go on in, I'll put it forward. But, and again, I, I guess... You, yeah, you, for every good one, you're going to get some bad ones. But it's good to hear that people are keen to hear, not yeah. necessarily change, but developments or feedback. Because I think feedback's crucial. And I think it's something that we can definitely do. And I just, yeah, I think that's fascinating. That's really Otherwise interesting. Otherwise, I, I, you know, I'm not into this one-way communications. People say, oh, we communicate via this. And it's like, um, you know, a column in the SLP, the South London Press. And I think, A, why do I have to go to the South London Press to hear news of the organization definitely definitely and, and b you're talking at me i've got no reply here i've got no sort of feedback mechanism so i think that's what again coming back to pro boards why i think that's kind of special um to have that and why members resolutions to get these things in a meeting discussed openly by everyone and then if they're bad ideas they don't get voted through no i agree yeah. and I, I agree with your motion there regarding the two-year three-year thing because you're right if someone's doing a really terrible job and we think they are we vote them off and that's the whole idea of the the, the don's trust that you 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 vote off the people that you think are terrible and then you vote on the people that you think are doing well and if they're doing well you keep them on uh i just wanted to go through that because we're running out of time a little bit so we might not be able to get onto the consultation of the uh the ownership but yeah the uh the don's trust youth kind of thing uh 16 to 24 year old advisory group it was Jasper McNaughty, Oscar Nathan, and Ben Louie who who have joined that now. So that's Brilliant. that's good to see that the club are well done, taking yeah taking on board and well done to the three the three uh, people that put themselves forward and are taking an active uh, angle into the club. Uh, at such a young age it's, it's brilliant and as you said Danny we've had people on here uh, Jamie Posh, uh, Posh Jamie and, and uh, George 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 is brilliant and yeah, yeah they should be involved in the club more uh, I think we're going to have to move on but I don't think we're going to be able to get on the consultation at the moment unfortunately because uh, we've been rattling on for 35 minutes uh, regarding this and we've got a come back and preview the massive game against Morecambe. So we'll do that. If you want to know anything regarding the uh, consultation survey and stuff like that, it is on the Don's Trust website, donstrust.org. 
there's stuff on there. There's a Q and A on there as well. Uh, the battle level of ownership of the uh, Don's Trust. So get on there, read that, go through everything, ask questions to the Don's Trust. They are at games, uh, and and try and put stuff on Pro Boards and hope that you get an answer back. But yeah, right, Graham. Thanks very much for answering them questions. It's been really insightful and do appreciate. Really good. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Well, we'll be back. And when we come back, we'll be discussing the massive game away to Morecambe on Saturday. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. So we're back for the final part of the episode and we're going to be discussing the, well, what turns out going to be a massive game now on Saturday, away to Morecambe. Another long journey, uh, not an easy one to get to. Guessing the team wouldn't have trained much this week due to the fact that we had Barrow, then Atkinson, and then now Morecambe. They'll probably go up when this comes out on Friday. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a very tough game. Morecambe are doing all right. Danny, what are your thoughts to start off and then we'll go to Graham? Well, I was very fortunate to speak to um, one oh, of their podcasts, Shrimps yes. Live. Lovely fella, really nice guy. Um, and he, you know, we had a long chat about them. He was waxing lyrical about uh, Morecambe. And um, I wish them well um, for the rest of the season, apart from when they play us, obviously. Um, he says they're basically a very young side. They've almost done the same model as when we got rid of, when we wanted to stay in League One. They've basically had all of their money's gone. They've got a lot of off the field problems with the guy who um, I think he I think he he's the guy who was involved at Worcester Rugby, I believe. And they've got, they they have they basically have someone who try to buy the club. They're looking for a buyer. So they're a little, a little bit of a spot of bother. But he says that their team at the moment are excellent. They won one nil in on Tuesday, so they are absolutely flying. Um, but it, you know, it's a good home. It's a good home versus away. My challenge, which is exactly what you just started with, was our lot look a bit knackered. Um, and I don't. I, th- I think the only certainties are. I think Villa will, will start. That's a certainty. I think the keeper starts. I, I think the two centre backs start. I'd love to know what happened to Sasu. Because I think he he is on for a start, definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually going, which is good. I'm getting another you're going one. Up there, yeah? I'm, I'm driving up. Yeah, I'm, if any, I'm, I'm going up with my mate Dan. So if anyone is absolutely desperate for a lift, I'm going to drive up and drive back. So you can I, and you can try and convince me to give you a lift if you want. Before I come to Graham, I was looking to go on Saturday, and I was looking at the train fares. It is ridiculous nowadays. The train company's got it so we're at 128 pound return. From London to Morecambe. Uh, I've got to get it from South End to London. That's another 25 quid. So I'm looking at 150 quid before I've even bought a ticket or any food and drink. And but, why yeah. is it all, it's all ticket as well? Like, why yeah. would you make Wimbledon all time? I mean, I've had, I've had to buy the ticket. I bought it on Tuesday. I've got to pick it up from the club on Friday, I believe, because there's not a chance I'm letting the club send it up to Morecambe and then me and Dan go up there and be like, also, the thing as well is they've never stuck us behind the goal. They always stick us in the side because we don't. We think we sold two hundred and twenty tickets so far, which is a good yeah. effort to go Morecambe, especially after Barrow. But yeah, I've been to Morecambe. Uh, weren't very nice. A pub across the Morecambe statues, a good one if you're going to go to a pub before the game. Danny, uh, any Wimbledon fan, go to the pub across from the Morecambe uh, statue in Morecambe. But Graham, what do you think on Saturday in terms of lineup? Well, what, you, what was your thought? What do you think? You, yeah. Well, I think, you know, the game that happened the other day, we've forgotten about. That didn't happen and all that. So uh, we're, we're off the back of a decent point at Barrow. <laughs> 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 but I, look, I didn't realise that they were, I mean, it surprised me that they're above us, but I think they've played two less games. Yeah. One seven, whereas we've drawn seven. 
So, uh, yeah, it sounds like they're a bit more attacking than we are, potentially. Um, I think, as you said, we've got to end before this becomes a bad run. I think if we can nip that in the bud, a point's probably good, like as it was for Barrow, is probably not a bad thing. We'd probably take that, wouldn't we? I, 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 think, I, I think so. Wait, no, wait. can't say. No, because of the results, we, we we need three points. Yeah, but, yeah, but we need three points for what, though? Because if we're not talking about big guys in the playoffs and we're a mid-table team, then I, we don't I, have to get it. I'll take a draw if the performance is good. If we're decent, I uh, I'll take a draw. But we need three points, Dane, because we need to we need to get one three points back on the board for our yeah. form. Because we just said before at the start, our form's dipping. Is it going to be a crisis soon? Uh, a point ain't good enough when you've played three games. You've only got one point, two points out of that. As I said, I'll take a point if we play really well. And it's like, well, actually, we, we should have got all three there. And we've, we've got a way of a point away from Morecambe. Do you know what I mean? But if, if we draw and it's not very good and it's nil-nil again, it's a different different mindset, isn't it, really? I mean, what do we, what do we, what, Graham, what do you think, what, what do we need to see as a fan base? What, forget, if you want to name players or whatever, that's fine, but what do we need to see? From, on Saturday? Yeah. Like <laughs> no, <to> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, generally hold off till Christmas, get striker in. Yeah. <laughs> just on Saturday. Just go I, to the Winchester and turn the whole thing off, yeah. I think we need to see them not run riot over us and us not have a, a tactical um, meltdown. Um, and that would be a good start. Um, yeah. You know, because they're, they're a decent side by the looks of things, form-wise and results-wise. Um, I, I do think a point, but um, and I, I, I'm loath to say keep go up there, keep it solid and do sort of, you know, Jackson ball of last year, sort of 10 men behind the ball and all that, because I don't think I'd live through it. Um, but um, I think I, I, I think just a solid performance and and hit them on the counter. Don't get overrun. And if, if we do get overrun, show us that you've got some else and you can change yeah. in the game. So I'm. Um, I'd be more than happy to see that. To be I'm struggling with a starting lineup for Saturday. I really am because Evans doesn't come back in for me. He goes on the bench. I don't know. Does Nerfield come back in and Tilly? Tilly really needs to find form again. Did we go four? I think we'll go four four two. I think the only change will be Biller right back. I think it'll be the same centre backs. Curry left. I think we'll go Nerfield, Tilly, and then Reeves thing, and then Bugle and Ali up front. Worry is, are we flogging Ali again like we did at the end of last season? But I've 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 gone on the prediction thing, which is now going to be on our link tree, which will get posted out every Friday morning when the podcast gets posted out, because Danny kept sending it to me and I kept forgetting or was sorry busy with work. I'm double busy at the moment with work, to be fair. Yeah, but, of course you are. But yeah, it will be out all the time. But I've gone for a one-one draw. I think it will be. I, I, a draw is not a great result for me at the moment with the last two results. But yeah, I think one-one. I think a team that realistically a one-one. There were two two games in hand, and they're one. The thing as well that's annoying is they played two games less. And let's be honest, they they probably played a team who had international duty, which we haven't, and we've obviously had Ali. The challenge is, it's it's just it's going to be too easy to to just go. Well, it's just one one more game, and you know it's always like, oh, it's just one more game, it's just one more game. Personally, I think he'll play Biller at right back. I think he'll play Curry, and I think he'll do the two centre backs. I personally would drop Little for Ball, and I think on Saturday in particular. They are a counter-attacking team. I would be very, very tempted. I mean, let's be honest. Boogie, when he plays away from home, he drops very deep. He's almost a, a part of a five. 
So I personally would like to see um, Ball with with Reeves, who, by the way, after our chat, he was terrible on Tuesday, I thought, Reeves. I thought he just didn't, just very rarely has a bad game. And like I said, Graham has written the game off, which is the right thing to do. But I thought he's he was, was poor, and I think he'll, he'll come back into it. For me, Tilly is the one that needs to sit out. I think Tilly needs to have a rest now. Nerfil was freshened up. I think Tilly needs to, to rest or... Jackson needs to grow a pair and switch them occasionally because we keep almost every week we just have Tilly on the right and Nerf on the left and it's just constant and they need to actually go what we're just going to change it a bit yeah. just 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 to keep a team guessing even the first ten minutes of Morecambe go if you're going to play Nerf and Tilly right you two swap because others because the problem is we, we we become so narrow and we rely on that fullback to be the person who's going to kick it down the line and cross it because Nerfle doesn't want to use his wrong foot Tilly can but obviously doesn't want to. But I would be resting Tilly. I'd play Nerfil. Evans goes back on the bench for me. And and I, 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 I'm I so loath to play Ali. I really am. But I would be tempted with Davison to start with Ali coming on in the second half. And nice. I'd give him 45 minutes. The reason for me as well, I've not been up there, but as I said to you, the problem I'm going to have is when these grounds get thick and, the, and it's going to be horrible weather and stuff like that, it doesn't suit. We want to get the ball down and pass, and this is not going to be suiting us. If they've got a thick pitch, it's heavy. Ali's already knackered. I just my worry is that if we lose him for a longer period of time, we are in a world of trouble. Um, so I would I would be being cautious. I'd start Davison. Bearing in mind as well, we're happy with a draw. So Davison, I think, is a great striker. If if you're protecting something, I don't think he's a goal scoring striker. But I think if you're one up or you're nil nil and you're happy. He'll just run, and he'll be. He'll, he's not gonna. He's not gonna go shy on you. He's gonna. He's not gonna go lame. With, and I would keep it tight for sixty minutes and go right, Ali. Go on, go on. It's against football. We're only happy with a draw if we play well. Graham. Yeah, but I don't think we can play worse than what we played on Tuesday. No, that's true. No, no, no. I couldn't agree more about swapping wingers. So long been a bugbear of mine. It's like leave someone up when you're defending a corner every time. Correct. Please. Definitely. The days of, um, is it wise and fair? I'm showing my age here. Wise and fair where they're swapping over. And it's just like, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? It just gives them something to think about. Five it's ridiculous. Ten. I'm not, I'm not, it's 10 minutes gone. I haven't got the ball. Where are you? Come over here. Just, yeah. just to, and just to give the defender something to think about. Yeah. He's played against Tilly. He's worked out his right footed. Now you've got Nerfield. Oh, well, which way does he want to go? You just, yeah. it just, I've never understood why wingers don't interchange. You see it on the telly all the time. I just don't understand Again, though, it does come back to that rigidity. Like, this is the handbrake. This is what we do and we play. And our wingers are inverted almost because our fullbacks overlap. And I just, yeah, it, it, for me, it just, I don't, I don't really get it. But I think, I think a draw would be, would be brilliant. I'm not convinced we're going to get one. Um, and I'm going to have to think about my prediction because I'm either going to be 2 0 Morecambe or 1 1. I think it's a two goal game. I, I just, I don't know. If Ali starts, we've got more chance of scoring. But, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely terrified. The one thing I'd love to see though is Sasu play up front. Because well, we don't know if Sasu's going to be there. That's what I'm saying. But I'd like if you're going to play a striker, I'd be tempted with Sasu up front and and just go right. Come on in. What one, have you got? One, one thing I'd like to see is our club comms improve, telling us where players are. Do you know what I mean we just heard that Quinn Bartley's just been sent back from Kings Lynn because he fancied Dubai instead of going to uh, to Weymouth away or something. I think it was. Do you know what I mean they, they released oh. a a, 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 a local rag of released saying, "Yeah, he got sent back because he he was meant to be playing. Said he was ill, 
and then got pictured in Dubai. But our can you imagine being in his car on the motorway and it's like left to waver right, <laughs> right to Dubai? But yeah, the, cl- the club haven't told us that he's been recalled or he's been sent back or anything. So, Quain Bartley could be in the equation on Saturday. Uh, no, Graham, what's what's your prediction? I, if Danny's going for a two 0 loss if he's starting Davison and he's going for one or if Valley plays, what's yours? I, I well, we're not scoring that many. Well, we did score, but um, uh, I, I'm thinking it's nil nil. I think we'll. Play. Oh, I can't drive eleven hours for a nil nil. <laughs> I know. I can't. I can't. Please, I can't. please be a nil nil. I love that. No shots on goal. Jackson doesn't want another defeat on his, um, you know, on his run. It doesn't want his run to go that bad. I think oh. against a team that could do us damage, he'll probably put the brakes on. Part part of me really wants it to be nil nil now, not a shot on target is, is all game. Nil nil is nil nil, not a shot on target all game. Worse than a one nil loss, where at least you've seen a goal. I mean, I don't a one-nil loss is worse because you yeah. you lose the game. I know, I know he's lost, but, it's, points, it's, but, but I, I just wanted now. I know you're going. going I want it to be the worst game ever. Happy to. I, I've got great company in the car. I'm going to have a lovely time. And you're going with Dan Lewis. Going with Dan Lewis. Yeah, Trond. We're gonna we're gonna live the dream. We're going up at God knows what time in the morning. So it's um, a, yeah, it's a good. It's a good day out, Morecambe. I've been. It's a good day out. The ground. Stewart. You've not. You've not been with Dan, have you? Stewards are arseholes as well out there, to be fair. Oh, don't be like that. They are. They were wrong and You should put a motor in. That's what you should do. And we got run out of Morecambe in a taxi by some 14-year-old kids, but that was good. Right, what, anyway. They, were they talking talk about your hair, were they? Yeah, no, taking the piss out of Graham's mum, man bun, and we weren't having it. No, anyway, don't, don't have a Graham, Graham's mum. It's man bun, not mum. Have we ever got Graham's mum? I was like, that, was Too far. Saying Graham's mum. All right, there you go. Graham's mum. Absolute <laughs> pleasure for you to join us tonight. Been very, very good. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks, Graham. Thank Cheers, guys. Nice. Annie, one. thanks again. Enjoy the trip to Morecambe. I will be watching. Well, hopefully, Missy's is out on Saturday. She's gone for one of these, you know, brunch during the day, two thirty brunch, two hours, all you can drink. Yeah, bo- bottomless brunch. Then she's going axe throwing after two hours of drinking. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. And then she's Down going South End Pier, is it? Then she's going near enough. Then she's going Prosecco Pong. Yeah, you know I mean, and she's, oh, she's, she's showing, going to be absolutely showing me her outfit the other day, going, "Oh, do I look good?" I'm like, do you know what I mean, I'm sitting here with two kids watching Wimbledon draw nil nil and not have a shot on target against Morecambe. Well, in in France, yeah, yeah, you are, yeah, I'll go away for the weekend, just me and the kids. But yeah, so yeah, just me. Well, the missus gets cracked on in by Essex finest, by Southend's finest. Do you know what I mean? I, I wish her well. <laughs> yeah. Should we come in and walking like John Wayne? Right, anyway, let's move on and we'll finish the episode. Thanks to Gary Fletcher and the boys at Season Master for sponsoring uh, this podcast this season. Uh, Danny, have a great trip up in Morecambe. That's us done. Come on, you dons. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.